0: ladies and gentlemen boys and girls welcome to the save the kids podcast it's your one-stop shop for raising kids in this tech-heavy world we bring on professionals and experts to give you all the tools you need to help your kids become fire-breathing warriors that have the strength to break out of the mold society has put them in at the end of the day we're all here for one reason to help save some kids i'm your host nate webb let's get to it Bye. Okay. What up, what up, everybody? Today's episode, I will be speaking with Nick Sales, who's a videographer and a legend in the YouTube world. He's worked with huge artists and influencers on social media, like David Archuleta, the Piano Guys, just to name a few. And so we talk about social media, the ups, the downs, the good, the bad, the ugly, and how destructive it can be for little kids. Uh, You guys are going to love this episode. If you have kids that are creative, that you don't want to lose their creativity, or they're adventurous you're definitely going to want to listen to this episode so without further ado let's get to it all right everybody we are back so today's guys our guest is so dope i am so excited so nick sales he owns his own video production company where he gets to work with some of the top influencers and youtubers in the world one voice children's choir piano guys just to name a few um he's been on social media. Um, really to bless and inspire others. But he's also seen how it can destroy people. Um, Similar to myself, he was able to connect with Colin Karchner and was encouraged to share his story um, to help empower others. And that is the kind of conversations we're going to have here today. So welcome, Nick, to the show. Thanks for being here, man.
1: Thank you. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Heck yeah. So how the heck are you? First off,
1: I'm fantastic. Life is great.
0: Amen. Life is so good. So where are you coming at us from? Are you in Utah as well?
1: I am. I'm in Utah. I'm in American Ooh. Fork. Yep.
0: Okay. There we go. Tuilla. Just around. Oh, nice. A couple mountains. Um, so, how did you end up in this space? I mean, you are a legit legend in filmmaking, content creating world. I mean, the stuff you did for One Voice Children's Choir that just went nuts. So, um, it's that was the music video for Memories, right? That was you.
1: Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, I mean. You're also—I mean—we were talking earlier how like you're a motivational speaker speaker by night, talking about a lot of the same things, the dangers of social media and stuff like that. Yes. And in my head, a legit YouTuber <laughs> filmmaker would kind of be the last person that I would expect to be proclaiming those dangers of social media but here right. we are yeah. so h- how did you end up in this space let's hear your story
1: yeah so when I was a kid I was kind of just that goofy quirky kid that would always be outside making movies with my friends I'd steal my parents camcorder and we'd go out and we would pretend that we're spies and pretend that we're superheroes And we would write scripts and have plot twists and it was so much fun and um, and as I grew older I, I kind of thought about getting into filmmaking as a career so in college uh, I was working in BYU BYU TV as an editor for the Spanish channel and then. And I applied for a job with the YouTube channel, Devin Supertramp, who they have about 6 million subscribers now. They do big action sport videos. And by some miracle, I got the job. So- I dropped out of college, started working with the Devin Supertramp YouTube channel, and I worked with them for a year. And in that year, I learned how to film with cinema cameras and fly drones and edit and color grade and work with big clients. And then after a year of working with them, I just kind of realized, oh my gosh, I don't have to work for Hollywood. I don't have to work for this YouTube channel. Like I can have my own production company where I get to be my own boss and set my own rates and have my own schedule and everything. So after that, I created my own schedule. And since then I have mostly been shooting music videos. So like you said. I shoot for the Piano Guys, One Voice Children's Choir, David Archuleta, pretty much all of the Utah Utah YouTubers and musicians I've worked with. And in that process, I've been working with them for about six or seven years with my production company. And in that process, I've really seen how YouTube and social media can really bless and inspire and impact people for good. But I've also seen it have negative effects on people. And so what I've noticed is that most kids are or i guess high school kids junior high kids middle school kids even elementary school kids when you, if you ask them what they want to be when they grow up years before they would have said, Oh, I want to be a police officer. I want, to be a, I want to be a firefighter, but now more and more kids are increasingly saying, I want to be a YouTuber. I want to be a social media influencer. I want to oh, be an Instagram yeah. or a, a vlogger." A exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I don't think is necessarily bad because I, I have seen it bless a lot of people. But right. the issue that I see is that most kids growing up, they don't know what that means and they mm. don't know how to use social media for good. And if they are not trained on how to use it, if they're not taught properly, how how to use it as a tool for good it will absolutely destroy them and you're seeing that today with social media that is just increasing levels of anxiety and depression mm-hmm. suicide rates are going up there's bullying you know all about mm-hmm. that and, uh, and it's just, it's destroying our teenagers. So I think that the use of social media is not inherently bad, but it's how we use it. That can be destructive. And especially for these young kids and these teenagers who their brains are not even fully developed. It's like, how do we expect them to be able to use social media for good? If their prefrontal cortex isn't even fully developed to where they know what is real and what is fake, they're comparing themselves to other people. And it is just destroying our teenagers.
0: I mean, a hundred percent. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a high school counselor at Twill high school um, and a girls wrestling coach here. And like, we have talks daily with the team. We talk about it with students all the time. Students are struggling with, you know, comparing their bodies, other people's bodies online because they see those perfect airbrushed models that are filtered to look the way they are. They, you know, in the stories people have filters, so their makeup looks different and it's just, all the, it's a perfect storm. And while it's not inherently bad, I feel like social media is kind of like a mirror. It amplifies what's already there. And in teenagers, there's a lot of angst, there's a lot of fear, there's a lot of anxiety, and it amplifies that. And sometimes people lash out and hurt other people because of that fear, because of that anxiety. And we're just handing them the supercomputers and hoping it goes okay. <laughs> and totally. I'm just sitting here shaking my head like, I, I don't. I don't like where it's headed. So what should we do or how, in your experience, how can we train our kids to use it properly? Or how can we help them see what a good way to use social media is for?
1: I think to just straight up answer your question, I do not believe that kids or teenagers should be using social
0: media. Done enough! <laughs> Louder for those in the back. Oh, I mean, it's like he took the bait. Uh, yes, the, yes!
1: The, the common analogy that, that Colin always used is he said, handing your kids a smartphone is like handing them keys to a motorcycle without teaching them how to use it, yeah. or handing them a loaded gun without teaching them how to use it. And if you do that, inevitably something's going to happen. If you hand them keys to a, a motorcycle without teaching them how to use it, inevitably they're going to crash. And so I just think that it, it's funny because even us as adults whose brains are fully developed, we don't even know how to handle no. social media. No. We, I, I struggle with social yes. media. How can we expect our kids and our teenagers whose brains aren't fully developed to be able to handle it if we ourselves can't even handle it?
0: Yeah. So, Oh my gosh. Like if I got on my phone and I looked at my screen time, I'd probably be a little bit embarrassed. Like, because I'm always, cause I, I help Utah school counselors association. I got bullies be gone. I run my own wrestling and it's so easy to get sucked in as a full grown man. I'm 28, almost 29. <laughs> and we're expecting these teenagers who like, can barely they learned how to drive maybe never they can tie their shoes sometimes and we're expecting them to be able no 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 um <laughs> we're very thankful that we got people in this space shouting these things now recently you put something on your stories that i absolutely loved i can't remember the dude's name but he was saying that our kids the, the rising generation, they're going to look back at our social media use the same way that we look at our grandma's cigarette use exactly. how on earth, like what on earth, why people, that's so bad for you. Isn't that a no brainer? And I really think like once the rising generation grows up, they're be like, holy crap, what were they doing?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This, this technology is so new. We don't have the regulation that we need. And I think studies are just now coming out that is showing the destructive uh, things that social media can do to someone's brain, how it can be so addictive, just as addictive as hard drugs, as gambling, any other addictive substance out there. and, um, and, and yet parents are just handing their their kids smartphones willy-nilly just hoping and, and expecting them to be able to handle it. And so I think that that is the biggest issue is that parents, the biggest issue is that parents are handing their kids smartphones. But the second biggest issue is that they're handing them smartphones without teaching them how to use it. And I think, okay, in the ideal situation, you would not give your kids access to the internet, social media, and all of that. But in the situation that you do, if if you believe that you have to, then at the very least, teach them how to use it, teach them the, the pros and the cons monitor their, what the conversations they're having, who they're following, what their friends are saying. Um, that's the very least that you could do. Because I remember when I was a teenager, I was so good at hiding things from my parents.
0: Oh, dude, and, they've gotten uh, better.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, no kidding. Uh, sometimes I'll, I'll go and I'll speak to kids at schools and they'll be like, oh, the, the older generations, our parents, even our, our counselors and our principals, our teachers, they have no idea what we're capable of doing. We can bypass firewalls. We can mm-hmm. hack into security systems. We can oh, yeah. access things on the internet that people don't know that we're accessing. It's like these kids are crazy smart. And yeah. I think that a lot of times, parents, they think that they are this supreme overlord ruler who knows everything. When in reality, our kids are probably a lot smarter than us when it comes to social media and technology. So we have to be monitoring everything that they're doing, because I guarantee that if you have a child who has a smartphone, who has social media, they are doing things that you do not know about right now that you would not be happy with.
0: Yeah. And here's the thing. It's not that some people are like, Oh, but I, you, you don't trust my kid. I, I don't want my kids to get, well, A, no, cause they're a child. <laughs> um, and B, I don't trust the 5 million people. They're going to have access to your kid. Hmm. It's not so much about the distrust towards your kid. It's about the distrust towards the 5 million creepers that are on Instagram waiting for your kid. Yeah. Earlier this year, the CEO of Instagram talked about his plans for an Instagram for kids And uh, he was going to put a pause on it because a lot of the backlash he'd gotten, but he really wants an opportunity for the younger kids to enjoy the blah, 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 fun of Instagram, blah, blah. And I'm like, that is going to be creeper pedophile heaven whenever that happens, Mm -hmm. because there's millions of people waiting for that. And I say, I think that's one thing that parents don't realize is it's not about not trusting your kid. It's about protecting them from the millions of other people you definitely don't trust that are on the other line and that's a hard part um because no one wants to look like the bad guy but parents you got a parent um you mentioned regulation and like monitoring some parents a great way to do that there's this wonderful phone called the gab phone and i love gab it's wonderful
1: (laughs) i love gab very rarely do i ever back or support things on Kickstarter. And I don't even have kids. But when the Gab phone was announced, I backed it just because it was something that I believed in. I was like, are you kidding me? A phone that looks cool that you can give to your kids that looks like a smartphone. So they still feel like they're included. They still feel like they can look cool with their friends, but it doesn't have all of that toxic waste on it that most Mm -hmm. smartphones have.
0: Yeah. And kids as a high school counselor, I totally understand if you, you you want to be a YouTuber, you want to be, you want to be entrepreneurial like Nick here. Okay. Learn about business. Take some marketing classes Um, because that is a lot more bigger part of the picture than scrolling on your phone ever will be when it comes to this. I mean, I I bet you use your phone a decent amount for your business or do you not?
1: I do. I do. Unfortunately, I have to. And I feel like, If it weren't for my video production company, I don't know if I would have an Instagram because I I have to use Instagram and Facebook for my business, but there are times when I even regret that when I'm even like even using it for my business is too much, it becomes too addicting for myself. Mm -hmm. And so I think that, you know, that's, that's the main message that I try to teach kids when I go to their schools is likes versus legacy. It's helping them to focus less on how many likes they're trying to get on social media and focus more on building a legacy on developing their skills and talents and attributes to actually make a difference and do good in the world instead of just trying to take A perfect selfie every day and so it's like uh, what you know because i I think it's really easy to tell your kids to uh to delete instagram or to get off of their phones but then once you do that they're like well now what like what do i do with all of this extra time that i've that i have now acquired and i say oh my gosh go out and create an adventure log do things with your friends create little side businesses i remember when i was in high school i would make movies with my friends and then I would burn them to DVDs back in the day when DVDs were still yeah, Burn them, <laughs> and I would go around my school and I would try to sell DVDs of the movies that I'd made to kids in my school. And I think I made a grand total of like $7, but so I absolutely loved it. It was so fun. That's and that kind of so like started dope. the, it started the entrepreneurial wheel of my head that started spinning. And I feel like a lot of that is now like, I feel like a lot of who I am now is thanks to that entrepreneurial mindset that I had when I was a high schooler.
0: Yeah, well, it's things you just don't see as much anymore that I would love to bring back. I mean, childhood in general, but like seeing the lemonade stand, seeing kids mm-hmm. riding their bikes, running around, getting dirty. Like, like you said, having adventures again instead of having adventures on Minecraft. And exactly, I,
1: I think that a lot of parents are just scared. I mean, they're terrified, and with good reason. They're terrified that if they let their kids. Run outside, play with their friends, something bad is gonna happen. They're gonna get kidnapped or they're gonna fall down and scrape their knee or break their arm or something which okay, that's a valid fear. you know we we live in in a dangerous world, but is that more dangerous than the mind numbing toxicity that is found by giving your kid access to all of the internet and everything that is on there comparison to others on social media, increased levels of anxiety and depression. I feel like that's way more dangerous than letting your kid run out on the street.
0: hundred percent. And if your kid's running around outside, I kind of hope they skin their knee. Like it's, it's good for them to go through physical trials and for them not to be mommy to be holding your hand 24 7 and i'm I'm sorry parents but if you're if you're if you're not allowing them to get out and do that but you give <laughs> you give them the phone to keep them safe it's kind of blown up in your face i'm um, sorry to to let you know that um yeah well okay i love what you said like likes versus legacy i i think there's a lot of kids who don't even think twice about that that they're so consumed with the Just the arbitrary likes and comments and shares and onlineness and getting anxiety and fatigue and all these different symptoms that pop up because of social media. They don't even think of what is my footprint going to be on humanity? Like, woof, like Mm -hmm. my mind got blown out of its (laughs) head when you said that. I was like, holy fetch. We need to help our kids be thinking of this. So how can we help our kids to get more interested in legacy over the likes? What, do, what would you say if you had a parent who's like, I need help, Nick, what do I do?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think the first step is you have to take away the phones. You have to take away screen time. Uh, and, and that's going to be hard. And to be honest, the first couple of days that you do that, your kids are going to complain. Mm-hmm. They're going to be so bored. But the great thing about kids that they're creative and after they complain for a few days after they whine and cry and and yell at you and say that they hate you after a few days those wheels are going to start to turn in their heads and they're going to realize that they can invent a game that's something that i I used to do all the time when i was a kid i remember whenever i was bored i'd say mom i'm i'm bored what do i do and she would say i don't know go outside and invent a game and so i would i would get my friends together we would collect rocks and sticks and we'd kind of make up this little game and it was so much fun because i feel like a big issue with social media, with video games, with screens is that instead of using our own creativity, we are taking advantage of the creativity of someone else, of the inventor of Instagram, of the inventor of these video games. And the thing that I've realized is that creativity is like a muscle. And unless you are constantly exercising it, it will eventually fade and die, which is a huge problem because for a lot of people, if they don't have creativity, like for me, if I don't have creativity, I don't have a job. And that's terrifying. And so I think that Instagram, social media, video games, they're taking away the creativity of these kids. And that terrifies me to think, what is their future like if they get to the point when they're starting to look for jobs and if they're wanting to get into a creative field, but they don't have any creative muscles left. It's like you you need those years of your childhood to build and to exercise those creative muscles. And so I would say, let your kid be bored. Allow them to be bored because that will start to exercise those muscles. Those wheels in their heads will start to turn, and they will invent games. and uh, And it's amazing what kids will come up with—the the creativity and the imagination that are in, in their heads. If we just allow them the space to be bored for a few hours,
0: man, guys, guys, listen. Oh my gosh. Okay, pause, rewind about forty five seconds, and listen to that about eight <laughs> times. Okay, because we all need to hear that. We all need to hear that parents let your kids be bored it's gonna be okay it's gonna be more than okay it's gonna be fantastic you're gonna get your little baby back it's gonna be great um man nick this has been so so good i'm so so thankful that you just you you agreed to come on the show um how can people see what you're up to shameless plug time let's hear it
1: yeah uh, i have uh i mean you can find me on Instagram at Nick sales Uh, YouTube. I have a music YouTube channel and then I have another YouTube channel about filmmaking and personal development and personal finance stuff. Um, So yeah. Yeah. Facebook as well, but, I don't know it's it feels kind of weird to try to plug and say hey follow me on this yeah. when the message is no I don't want you on social media like I would be <laughs> fine if nobody follows me after this because I don't want people to really see what I'm up to and and using their precious time and their precious hours following me I want them to go out and start building their own adventures and and their and their own companies and and doing the things that they're passionate about creating their own life the thing with social media is that we we vicariously live through other people mm-hmm. we see somebody off in hawaii we see somebody who has the perfect spouse and the perfect house and the perfect kids and we try to vicariously live through them when we should be off creating that life for ourselves and so it's like how can you create that life for yourself if you are constantly comparing yourself to others and trying to vicariously live through them and all of their all the great things that they're doing yeah so, i completely
0: yeah. agree If you guys have questions about any of this cool stuff we talked about, or if you have questions about any speaking engagements for Nick, you can DM him at any of those links. They will be in the comments um, or in the show notes, I guess, for this. (laughs) Um, And yeah, uh, make sure to go check out at bulliesbe.com and save the kids. If you have any questions and you want um, me or save the kids to come speak at your event, um, you can email me or my friend Liz. Um, Both of those are going to be in the show notes. Always remember. You are wonderful, you are worthy, and you are worth it. Get off social media and go give your kids an eight-second hug, and we'll see you on the next one.